Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. We're here today to talk about the 2023 NFL Draft, some of our best and worst things that we liked, as well as the FCS players that were selected and the ones that we're actually surprised that weren't selected. Could you have been more abrupt about opening that? What did you open? At least share with the audience. Don't worry about it, pal. No, what did you open? Share with the audience. There's no need to. There's. No, I thought share I could. With the I, audience. Thought, I hit the wrong key. I guess command D is mute on StreamYard. So. Would you open? Share with the audience. That's a Don't worry question. about what I open, dog. You're doing a great open. Uh, we're we're four days. No, no, no. Technically three days. The day of this release, away from the uh, first annual Hack City Company retreat. Sean, are you excited? I'm pretty juiced up. Uh, you tantalized me with with my death in California. Uh, uh, that, that... Oh, the sandwich I told you about last night. Yeah, I, I think that that might be the breaking point for me. <laughs> So uh, Joe's Joe's worried about me sleeping on his couch and for some reason not dying on his couch. Well, so like I've told Sean kind of like, oh, we might do X, Y, and Z. But the one thing that you've hung on to is the sandwich place by my apartment called Fat Sal's that's open till two in the morning. So for context, for anyone who doesn't know what Fat Sal's is, there's some in New York, there's some in, in, in L.A., it's a sandwich place. They've got burgers, wraps, normal sandwiches, but then they have these fat sandwiches that are just the most vile, disgusting combinations of food. But when you're drunk, it sounds like the best idea ever. You eat yeah. it and then you wake up feeling extremely nauseated and terrible. Like I'm talking um, hot Cheetos, mozzarella sticks, the uh, fried way, mac and cheese. <laughs> Basically, that's kind of what it is. And I told Sean about this last night because I went and picked up uh, a Philly cheesesteak from there. Um, and I was on the way back Thank when he you. called me. We're not doing that. But you hung on to that. I knew that that was the one thing that you were going to hang on to. We can go there every night for dinner. We don't need to we, go anywhere we else. We, do, we, <laughs> we don't need I, to go anywhere nice. We don't need to forget going anywhere for, for Cinco de Mayo and getting Mexican food. We're just going to go to Fat Sal's every night, and then you're going to destroy my toilet. Well, I got to see. Yeah, that's a concern also is that Joe's toilets in his bedroom. So I'm going to have to do my I'm going to have to bring my uh, disaster prevention kit with me. Um, and then we'll see. I, well, I can't bring, I can't bring a lighter on a plane. So I have to pick up a Bic while I'm there. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I Cinco de Mayo. I'd like to see what Joe has in, in store for what his best uh, place would be for that. Uh, I, I actually I, don't like know. I admittedly don't. West Coast seafood. I don't I mean, know. You're right by the gonna... ocean. I got to see. I got to see what's going on there. Uh, let me oh. do some digging on like an Do you want to go to like a nice seafood place? Because I got to like actually find. Because well, I actually I don't, don't, don't want to wear a lot of seafood. I wear a t-shirt. Dude, most of the time. Well, because like rich people in L.A., 
you know that they're rich in LA because they're wearing like a uh, Gucci t-shirt or an Armani exchange t-shirt in a nice restaurant. So I don't think anyone's going to give you a hard time if you wear a gotcha. t-shirt. Okay. All right. I'm starting to like this. It works. Uh, but to the point of Cinco de Mayo, though, I actually, I don't know what we're going to do. I, I don't know what the, I didn't go out for Cinco de Mayo last year. I didn't go out Cinco de Mayo the year before that. Way so to live it up. Enjoy the. They were on it. weekdays. This is the first time it's been on a Friday. I've gone out for Cinco de Mayo the last three years. Okay, well, you're a degenerate, and some of us like to be able. To You've show got up some degeneracy that you work. like to hide for some reason. Um, I, I know that you have some degeneracy, and I'm going to unlock that this weekend. That's what I'm looking forward to. I want my old buddy Joe back. Oh, my dad did say you look good. Now, no, he he said that you've been looking good and fit. Tell your dad to worry about himself. <laughs> okay, I told him. I'm just kidding. I thought, Thank you, Chris. Looked, I I told him, I thought your head looked really big on your super skinny pencil neck, and you have bad glasses. But he defended okay. you. Well, I'm, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate that. By the way, one side point before we get into the draft today, uh, I posted a lot of stuff over the, the the course of the draft on the Hack City channel, and we had a couple. I had one video that did really well, or I had one video that did really well, but. <laughs> Uh, some of the chirps that I got from Cowboys fans on there, I also got a lot of chirps on Twitter. We're going to get to that. Uh, one of the chirps was sounded like something that you would have said to me, and I actually got a huge laugh out of it. They like completely criticized my take on the Mozzie Smith pick, and then oh. the, their their final point was get some thicker glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't. I, honestly, I like chirps like that. I like it when people say uh, stupid, stupid things like that. That's um, that's great. That's a great thing to say. I mean. Because that's what you'd hear at the at the high school lunch table. If you start losing in a debate, you start instead you start attacking character, or you start attacking appearance, and then yeah. you stray away from the debate. It's a great deflection. I love I've that. Honestly, I've honestly said, and I know this is going to open up a, a terrible door for Colin. But honestly, if you chirp me like that, I think that's more entertaining. Like I think that's it's fun. way more. You, I, it's so fun. If you call me stupid for like my take and you think I like like oh you've never played football like that's annoying it's it's you being desperate to to dunk on me that's not going to work. If you call yeah. if you the glasses thing is funny. I like stuff like that. Get a laugh out of stuff. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip Get every pick right and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially again during the off season, always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. 
It's betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Like that. All right, Sean, 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, whirlwind of a draft. It was a weird draft, admittedly. And I want to each give a best and worst from the weekend. So moment, pick, um, whatever it might have been that just overall from the draft that we want to bring up. So I want to start with you first, your best from the 2023 NFL draft. My best. And I had a lot of bests. I, I had as much fun watching this draft. Uh, that it, it was probably the most fun draft for me to watch. It was exciting, especially in the first round. Uh, my first one is uh, Devin Witherspoon going to Seattle at number five. People could say it's a reach to take a corner that high. I know we've had examples in the past that have not panned out. I mean, it, it, the C.J. Henderson experience is tough. The Jeff Okuda experience, and now he's in Atlanta. Let's see if he can get a, a second mm-hmm. chance. It's tough. I don't really like taking corners that high, but I like Seattle taking a risk to try to get their bread and butter back. That's what I like. I like that. Signing him, who is a thumper and great in coverage, it makes sense to me. Give me something that makes sense. The NFL has things that make sense. The Steelers will always have a really good running back, right? That's something Mm -hmm. in the NFL that makes sense. Seattle having dominant physical defensive backs makes sense to me because it's successful. And I'm not saying they're going to have Legion of Boom, too, with Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant and now Devin Witherspoon, but they're trying. And that's a good thing to aim for. Why not? Right. And and, and people are going to say it, five is too high. It, it might have been. Mm. But show me the second corner that would have done what he would what, what he would do. He wouldn't. And I do get a little freaked out about the Keanu Neal factor where as soon as he came into the league, all the uh, rules changed and his value became not valued his closing down the middle that hurt him because that was his biggest strength was his physicality. But now you have DBs that have to wait a beat before touching you. You have DBs that are getting flagged more intensively for pass interference or unnecessary roughness. And it's all around across the defense. So I know there are drawbacks from uh, uh, drafting a physical cornerback, but the risk is, is enough for me to applaud it. Go ahead, get your guy. Get who I thought was one of the best defensive players in the draft. He was. My, I saw how he played up against Michigan. He played up, and we could talk about the Michigan wide receivers all they want. How you know who who are they? It doesn't matter. He played up in a big moment for Illinois, and he impressed me. And he became a my guy. Hate that term. Hate it. Will always hate it. But he came a my, became a my guy from that game on. So I, I love that pick, and I love that he went to Seattle, and he's not going to be wasted at some beta team. Yeah, I agree with you. This was I, overall Seattle had a fantastic draft. I, I think their first round was it was very good. Really excited. It was really Charbonnet exciting. confused me a little bit. Uh, it just no, but, no. I think that's a, a great little pick bit. because Charbonnet's Charbonnet's not going to be the primary back though. He's not ma- that counter punch of that is a that is a a, a smash and dash. A I wanted to take Walker carry. early in fantasy, so that's going to hurt. Me. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a hurting hurt like the pick that's going to hurt <laughs> you though. I don't think that's going to hurt Kenneth Walker. That that's going to help him. That you don't need to run him into the ground. Trust me, that is going to help that team immensely, and especially the run game. But I would have thought that that the Seahawks would have gone with a Julius Brents, who's the six foot four corner from Kansas State, or even Christian Gonzalez, who is. 
six one, six two, a lot of length. He ends up going to the Patriots. Devin Witherspoon doesn't fit the prototype that we're used to seeing with the Seattle Seahawks, but he fits the mentality. The he hit the nail on the head there. I'll take that. Yeah, the, the physicality blows up screens. A great tackler, sticky in man coverage. I think that this guy fits exactly with what they look for in defensive backs, and they killed it by also getting Jackson Smith and Jigba. But yeah, I second this. It's it's a great pick. Right. Both of these picks are going to set them up to have a really suffocating defense and then a explosive offense that look, if you have an average quarterback, Geno Smith is the pinnacle of being average. He didn't start until this past year for the longest time. I'm glad you said that. He is good enough that with DK with Tyler Lockett and now JSN in the slot, that offense is going to move well. You don't need him to do that much. It is so strange to see the Seahawks and the Lions produce success because their quarterback play is it's nothing sexy. But as we've seen, you can get to the playoffs and you can win playoff games if you surround them with the right stuff. And the other aspect of this too is Seattle, I think at some point, can go and figure out the quarterback position if they do want to draft somebody next year. Trade up. They can trade up and go grab somebody because they've built this roster well enough. But in general, I, I, I like the move. I liked it. I wish, I mean, I think Derek Hall is a good player. I wish they had gotten I another like Derek Hall too. I wish they had gotten another offensive lineman because it just does it, they need another. They need another guy that could be a day one star, starter, uh three name guy from uh Minnesota, John Michael Schmidt or John Marco Pierre, mm. whatever his name is. John he's, Michael Schmidt. There we go. Uh, John Marco Pierre. I think he's a French cook. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, um, (laughs) one of them is a pasty white man. The other one is John Michael Schmitz, uh, (laughs) George Michael. Went to the Giants, by the way. Yeah. It's a good pick. He's going to start day one for you. Mm -hmm. You know what? But it's so easy for somebody like me to say, Oh, I wish they got someone else when I should just applaud that they got a bunch of good players and, and they did a good job. And in Seattle, good, good for you. My best, Sean, I, I want to share this with you. So I tweeted about this, and this is the funniest phone call answering by a prospect I have ever seen. So Brad Robbins, who completely bald, has got the, the goofy mustache going on, Michigan punter, was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals sure. on day three. And the way that he answers the phone when head coach Zach Taylor calls him is so goddamn funny. I'm going to play it for everybody. Hello? Brad, this is Zach Taylor at the Bengals. Oh, Zach Taylor, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. You want to come be a Bengal? Oh, absolutely. All right. <laughs> oh, Zach Taylor, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? You want to meet up or something like that? What's up? Well, somebody commented this. He picked up the phone like it was his bank calling. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody was was calling him to check in on his bank account. At, at Bank of America. That is the funniest. And the other thing that I, I, I think with this too is that anyone who knows punters, and I, I've spent way too much time around punters and hundreds of different punters in my time in college and high school, they all act like this. They're so annoyingly aloof. And this is the only like way pitcher. that I would expect it. But it's it's different than pitchers because pitchers are head cases, and I compare pitchers to kickers more. Punters are just like, oh, okay, it's fourth down. We're gonna go punt, and this sure. is exactly how he answered the phone. 
here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit it high, and you guys better make the tackle because I'll run after him, but I'm not hitting him. <laughs> That's It's, hey, I got a strong leg. Someone's going to call eventually. They're like, maybe <laughs> almost like surfers. I don't know. It's so odd. Surfers how, how... is better. I think surfers is a good comp. It's like, hey, how are the waves today? They're good? Okay, cool. Are the waves bad? Okay, cool. I'll go out anyways. That, that, that's what punters are. It's so it, – it's just when, – when, when things click like that and you get a punter answer from a punter, that's fantastic. When when yeah. when Quinnen Williams blesses himself during an interview, that's perfect. Give me that. All of it. it when it clicks and you're leaning towards the special team stuff, I get it, and that's fine. Uh, this one was a gem. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you brought that one up. How was the football dads this year? I didn't see many. Uh, admittedly, I was distracted. We did, and I was so distracted. Exposed. Well, I, well, it's also you don't get as much exposure. That we did get the Lucas Van Ness's dad uh, ass tapping Lucas Van Ness's girlfriend. Uh, uh, okay, which was, a, which was a not a not a great moment. Um, it's that was ideal. the only one I can remember. We also got. Anthony Richardson's 13-year-old brother, who sounds like a 30-year-old grown man with a mortgage. Um, I guess you could count that as a dad because he sounded like a dad the way that he was. <laughs> well, he's, I think he has a neck tattoo as well. I, I legitimately, until it was pointed, like until I like actually like rewatched the video, I thought that that was like his older, shorter brother. That, that doesn't very look like a 13-year-old. That no. does not look like a 13-year-old. That's a grown man. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've got the itch ever since we saw DeAndre Swift's dad. I've had the itch really bad for more football dads. Wait. wait oh, man. I don't remember DeAndre Swift's dad. I remember Mekhi Beckton's dad. Oh, oh, yes. He was very good. <laughs> and uh, Cesar Ruiz's dad as well. The uh, the Michigan center that went to the Saints a few yes. years ago. That was another – Another really good one. No, we we got to be better Joe. about that, man. At, at, at some point, we got to be better about that. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to remember this, and it's going to piss you off because he's the best. DeAndre Swift's dad is the number one. He is my gold standard. Are you going to share it on the screen? I just sent it to you in a message. I should have shared on what? it. You're a in, text message. Oh, my God. You're you're. Radio's understandings and capability. Actually, your broadcasting capability. You want me to just? Terrible. You want me to hit present? Yeah, that is. Wait, make sure. Uh, yeah, make sure I didn't careful. text you something questionable. Uh, you can't see it. Well, thanks for ruining the derailing the show. His dad's big as shit, and he's got a big beard. It's funny. Um, John, let's get to our worst though. We have an agreement on our worst from this draft. You wrote down Mozzie Smith. I want to take this a step further. I tweeted about this, and I also did a. YouTube video for this, and also I cut that YouTube video for a short. Cowboys fans, I pointed out that your draft class stinks. It is a really not a good draft class. It is no. one of the worst draft classes out of all of the draft classes. Late Deuce and Vaughn might be a steal. Very late Deuce. Other than that, I'm not thrilled. Yes. I made this statement, and some of them were like, yeah, we know, it's a bad class, and I respect those people, but those that were trying to go to to bat with me going to war with me over this i'm you guys really need to take a look in the mirror this is a senile old man picking for you these picks that jerry jones made these are not good picks so mozzie smith was an enormous reach at the top of the or at the back end of the first incredible round. reach a second round pick that is not even potentially a three down defensive tackle you drafted in the back end of the first round with michael mayer on the board stupid pick michael Sh shoemaker who they took in the second round 
was a day three pick on most people's boards, including mine. Yeah, you didn't want the next Jason Witten, and pardon me for 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 you know praising a Notre Dame guy, but the film showed it with when the draft film was was being cut b- between the two. Hey, yeah. do you want this guy to be another Cowboys legend? Okay, he's probably not going to be that, but do you want this guy who's going to be kind of a little bit better than Dalton Schultz? Yeah, I love that. The the other thing too, and I made this 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 point. I said that wouldn't you want the next Jason Witten? And some people were their their pushback was Jason Witten wouldn't work in the modern in the NFL. The hell he yes, wouldn't. He would. Yes, Are he you, would. Any tight end that is a dump off consistent receiver with good hands and good play strength, any team. Brent wants Selleck that. would work in this NFL. It's um, I, God, I everyone I, thinks I, that I Dalton Kincaid is this. I, I hate it. Here's what I don't like about Mozzie Smith is that all throughout the draft coverage, um, all I'm hearing about, oh, this guy is great. This guy's got great long arms. Everybody had long arms this year. That that was their key term that they want. Super long arms. That's what I heard. All, but, but okay. A lot of praise from the draft analysts. And then when Mozzie Smith was chosen, it wasn't all praise. It wasn't. Maybe you would have Lewis Riddick throwing in a little bit of an downside, like what he needs to work on. Mozzie Smith's was, hey, how much can he play for you? And whatever, he's a player. He's our age. I'm not trying to, you know, they're big cat has a great line about college football, uh, college athletes. They're just kids, mm-hmm. right? That's a great way to approach it. But now in the NFL, and I called you over a month ago because I saw someone on Twitter posting Mozzie Smith film. I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it for a first round grade. I didn't like it for a second yeah. round grade. And my stance on defensive tackles is unless you have the next Aaron Donald uh, uh, or if you have, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Okay, fine. First round. After that, get him in the fifth round if you want a space taker, a space eater. They can These all, guys are so they can useless. all hold their they can all they're all strong. They can all hold their own. And if they if if something happens, they can only get pat, pushed back three yards, which is what happens on average for defensive tackles in the NFL. It's so silly to take a a, a not stellar. Uh, uh, defense, interior defensive lineman in the first round. I don't like. I didn't like when J- J- uh, Javon Kinlaw was drafted. I didn't like who did the the, the Panthers draft. Uh, uh, Derek was it Derek White? Who, uh, not Derek White. Oh, Derek Auburn. Brown. Derek Brown. Derek Brown's good though. He okay. Mozzie Smith's not Derek Brown. No, he's not. He's not. His feet when he when he. And I know Michigan runs – I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent here, Joe. But Michigan's defense, they did not run a, all right, we're going to explode into your chest-type defense on the defensive line. They did a, all right, we're going to get in our athletic position, we're going to grab you, and then we're going to see what's going on with the play with the defensive line. That's something that that, that happens in college football. Mm-hmm. Some defensive linemen are, are, are patient. We're going to grab, we're going to shed, we're going to fill the hole. When Mozzie Smith was taking on double teams, his super-wide stance, which what this tweet had in it, how he keeps his feet moving on. No, it's collapsed. He gets collapsed when a tackle comes down on him. He gets collapsed when a guard comes down on him. It's not what you want from a space eater. Space eaters need to stay stay wide. He doesn't stay wide enough for me. So, And he's not fast enough to get consistent yeah. pressure to, uh, up the middle. So what do I have here? What do we have? My, my other biggest issue with this, though, is that you lost in the playoffs. You got so far. You lost in the playoffs to the 49ers. And how many points did they score in that game? It was it was terribly low. I don't even remember off the top of my head, but it was it was less than 20 points, was it not? My whole point here is Dalton Schultz is gone. 
Who is your starting tight end? Who are your starting receivers outside of C.D. Lamb? Like, what are we working with? This is not a good offense. Dak is struggling. It is not a good offense. Yeah, it was 19 to 12. You scored 12 points in a playoff game. And you didn't want to draft a tight end. You drafted a tight end in the second round. That's not going to be that much of a contributor. That is a rotational tight end that you drafted. I, I legitimately do not know who the starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys is since Dalton Schultz. I, I don't like that tight end. You might as well have taken Tucker Craft. They also... I, I, yeah, right, yeah. I would have taken Tucker In Kraft. that game, Dak, 23 for 37, 206, one touchdown, two picks. And I know, and Joe, we, we can't fly over this because the Dallas Cowboy fans will say it. The 49ers defense was was white hot at this point. So I'm going to let and Tony uh, Pollard got hurt. Tony Pollard too. got hurt, but Zeke 10 for 26, no touchdowns. Pollard six for 22. CD lamb had 10 catches, 117 yards. He he had half the receiving yards, but other than that, Schultz five for 27, Noah Brown on another tight end two for 21. Uh, T Y Hilton one for 15. He was their fourth leading receiver. I it's not. And, and I don't know what we do. Are we still rolling with the Michael Gallup experiment? Because I love Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup is super fun. But that's your number two? You let Amari Cooper go, and then you put up 12 points in a game? They got Brandon Cooks, but... Oh, they got Brandon Cooks. Awesome. I I don't think they needed to go after a receiver, but I... Neither do I. Something. When you score score 12 points in a playoff game, you you have to go offense. You have to boost your offense with an early running back pick, with... Uh, a, a tight end when you have available. I, I just, I really hate this draft, but to, to continue some of these picks, DeMarvin Overshone, I like that one for his value late in the third round. He's a very athletic, rangy linebacker who's raw, former safety. I think that that one works. I think you can make some comparisons between him and Jalen Smith. You can get that out of him. Uh, Valimi Fihoko from San Jose State is one of those darling picks that everyone, the whole process has been saying, watch out for this guy. He's a fun player. A little early for me, but I think that's a decent value for a rotational edge rusher. Asim Richards is not going to start. I, I they don't need a rotational tackle. I don't really get that. They don't need. I guess it doesn't hurt to get depth, but that early for me, for for that specific guy, I'm not a fan of. This one caused quite the stir. Eric Scott Jr. This pissed a bunch of people off because I hated this pick. This is a UDFA. I got his his 40 time wrong because apparently he pulled his quad during his pro day. And I admit that I was wrong on that number. But that's a UDFA. It's not a draftable player. I do like the Deuce Vaughn pick, though. I like I it will too. say that you can get very creative with Deuce Vaughn. And I think it's an awesome moment that he was picked by um, his dad, quite literally, who is a member of the scouting department. And they let him make the phone call and all that. It was, it was nice. I think Deuce Vaughn can get three, four touchdowns next year, maybe five. If, if, if I think more than that. Coming out of the backfield, third down guy, go ahead, do it. You know, I, I, I'm happy with that. Uh, Joe, a little bit of a – I just thought of this. Um, would okay. you want to do a very quick Homer segment where we just think we'll talk about our own teams? I love it when, Sean, um, you do this where – We've have a sh- we have show notes and then you just throw in a random wrench. Yes. Well, I'm getting, fired up. I'm, I'm getting fired oh, okay, up. I'm getting fired up. All right, all right, all right, all right. The Giants. All right, um, give me your thoughts on the Falcons draft. Bijan in the I, first round is a joke. Okay, I don't know about that. 
That's a terrible pick. That was He's widely regarded as one picks. of the most talented players in the draft. I understand why it's a risk. The Falcons have so many holes. Why would you not fill a, a, other holes with that? Uh, Bingo! Uh, why, would you, why would you go get a running back when Tyler Algier just gave you a thousand yards? You just Caleb gave the good reason. Very solid, and then Cordero Patterson's a, a great threat out of the back, out of the backfield. You just gave the counter argument. They have three great running backs that I was excited for next year with 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 uh, Algier, Huntley, and Patterson. Cool with that. Okay. If Bijan Robinson is as dynamic as he can be, I I I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm not going to be. I, I will be optimistic, and I have to be. At this point, Sean, I have to be. Sean. They're not going to win games next year. I told exactly, I, I, I said Exactly. Exactly. Don't draft to. running backs in the, in the, in the top hey, 10 if you're not going to hey, win hey, football hey, games. Hey, it hey, is a waste hey. of a pick. Here's the thing. I don't care if they win games next year because we don't have the quarterback of the future on the team right now. Desmond Ritter's not the quarterback they of the future. They don't draft the running back. Okay. This is a well, I'm not going to take Will Levis. I'm going to take Caleb uh, Williams or Drake May next year. That's what I'm going to do. I'll By sell the, the farm time, for one of those guys. I don't care. As, I'm somebody, selling the farm. as a fan of the Giants and watching what has happened with Saquon Barkley, by the time you oh have God, a winning you guys roster, made the playoffs last you're year. going to be renegotiating with Bijan, and then you're not going to Two years. To a We're in the playoffs in two years. I, We're a threat in the playoffs in two years. Actually, in that division, it does suck. It does suck. The division sucks. Suck. It does suck. So there is a possibility. But I am much more afraid of the Panthers with what they have done, oh, and now God. they have their quarterback, I'm much more afraid of that. I'm not. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not. Dude, he is going to run for 1,500 yards next season and 15 touchdowns, and you're going to win seven games. I hope so. That is the most loser I hope mentality. We win less. It is I a hope, New York I... Giants mentality. You know what I – I wait, hope you know we win less. about this is? Do you remember when I said that Matt Ryan is – is you guys are going down the Eli Manning path with Matt Ryan? Oh, we did. Do you remember that? You are doing that right now as we speak. Here's the thing. I think that during that time, Atlanta still has more players. So I think in Atlanta two years, Giants. I think in two years, they've always played close in the recent games. It always comes out of the fourth quarter. Uh, I think in two years, they're a, gen- a, 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 a genuine threat to the NFC. I think with with one of those rookie quarterbacks, they're a genuine threat. I'm cool with Bergeron. Still wish we took a... a, a I liked Bergeron. Bergeron's I, I, a really good... That, that guy's going to start at guard right away. Would you like, rather have him start at guard or would you rather have Drew Dahlman at center? Bergeron at guard, Drew Dahlman, play center. Matt Hennessy at center. Or or take uh, uh, the, the three three-name kid from Minnesota. John Schmitz. Michael Schmitz. Who yeah, who would have been a day one starter at center and then figure out the, the yeah. guard position. That That's kind of where I'm drawn. But I think uh-huh. Bergeron, I, I like, I, I'm fine with Bergeron. Zach Harrison, okay. Raw, he'll he'll work into the rotation. I hope so. They need to work in the rotation. I love Clark Wait, you know who you know I who love I the Clark Phillips pick. You know who I compared Zach sure. Harrison to? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name again. I brought, the, I was on a Falcons live stream. Oh, were you with the Falcoholic guys? I saw Bleed. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was on the. Fight I have some the thoughts about them. They're they're either too generous or not generous enough. What for not having you? Just on their and... just their twitters. No, no, no. no. Just just their oh, tweets. Uh, I, I'm I'm too um, deep on Twitter. Who who was the Eagles edge rusher that they had during their Super Bowl run that came out of Alabama that was really highly recruited? He wasn't like elite, but he was good enough. Oh my God, this is gonna bug. The hell out of me. Brandon Graham was not that. It was not. It's not the, Brandon Graham. Oh my god. 
This is gonna bug the hell. I know out it's me. not Trent Cole because Trent Cole is way before that. <laughs> All right. Was... They had Fletcher Fletcher Cox on the line. They had. Wait, I can tell you right now. I'm pulling you up the roster. It's gonna kill me. Also, Sweat. Maybe yes, Josh Sweat. Yeah, 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 Josh, yeah Josh, Josh Sweat. Sweat. So if I he's Josh that, Sweat, I'm happy. I compared this circumstantially to Josh Sweat because they're very similar in the sense where, actually, Sweat maybe didn't go to Alabama. Josh Sweat was so highly recruited was this five-star kid. There were all these expectations, and he stunk in college. And then for the few years with Philadelphia, he was really good. He was a really important contributor. He was on a solid. He was one. there when you needed him to be there. Yeah, I think Zach Harrison can be that because Zach Harrison was supposed to be, oh, my God, this is the next Chase Young. Never lived up to that. Not even close. Was a third-round pick. Yeah. I like um, that pick, too. I like Clark Phillips also. Clark Phillips I is, like is going to be his day-one starter in the slot. I think he's so jumpy. If he can be uh, like Mike Hilton in Cincinnati, I'm thrilled because uh, I love Mike Hilton. He has made yeah. an, a huge fan out of me professionally. So I like Clark Phillips. He plays uh, intensely. And then the rest of this draft, any other final thoughts? Not really. I want to hear your Giants rundown. Deontay Banks, where they took – actually, here's my opening thought on this. Okay. Their first three picks in rounds one through three – are all guys that were brought up as players worth drafting at pick number 24. The fact that they pulled out with all three of That's them, fair. and they were all they were all brought up is is very significant. I love the draft class. And I th- and this is a non-biased opinion. It's one of the few times, just like last year, where I'm like, wow, this is a really foundation-building draft class. Deontay Banks is a really good athlete. He's got a lot of upside for the position. I think he fits exactly with what we know that Wink Martindale likes. Kind of comparable to Marlon Humphrey. I think he could have that type of an impact. John Michael Schmitz is your day one starter at center this upcoming season. The dude is so consistent. He had the highest floor out of all of the centers. I would have liked Ricky Stromberg, but I still think this is a really well-rounded pick. I like Schmitz more, and I know know no one's going to believe me that I say I like Schmitz more where I don't know. I can't remember his name. Three name. It happens. Uh, but he's giving me a little bit of Frank Ragno vibes. I like him. Really? Yeah. Day one starter, impact player. Okay. Jalen Hyatt as the additional receiver who is a great deep threat. I think that's awesome value. This this could have been their second round pick. This could have been their first round pick. So to get all those guys, admittedly, I don't know crap about Trey Hawkins the third, Jordan Riley. Or Jervarius Owens. Those well, guys are mean nothing to me. Eric Gray is a nice rotational running back that can be a full time starter if something happens with Saquon. Well, you took a DT late, which I love. Uh, and I think you improved your team in the draft uh, significantly and early. Uh, I also liked um, it, doesn't come often, but uh, Brian Baldinger uh, did a whole video on, uh, on Banks and uh, how he performed against Ohio State, which if you got that guy giving you a little bit of a film breakdown, I know he selects mm-hmm. his clips and does all that, but I, I don't know. I respect his word, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, I think Banks is a gamer. I think he's uh, very solid. Talking about these FCS players, Sean, that were drafted, because this is originally an FCS football podcast. Cody Mock to the Bucks, I think is a fantastic fit. Mm-hmm. They need interior oh. offensive linemen. Cody it's Mock happy. is going to be a, a day one starter for them. Um, Marte Mapu, dude, is a sneaky pick that happened for the New England Patriots. That's such a Patriots pick. It's, it, like it's that, exactly that what it is. 
he is going to be a box safety for them and he moves so freaking well he is such a good athlete he should have been invited to the combine he was so fun at the senior bowl i freaking love that pick and then uh, of the more notable selections tucker craft being a green bay packer is so freaking awesome and i said this on the day two recap show i do with ryan i think that tucker craft is going to outperform luke musgrave and it reminds me of what happened with the Baltimore Ravens when they took Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews and Mark yeah, Andrews yeah, yeah. is the better tight end of the two. I can see that. Uh, I'm the Packers are so Packers are so dumb, uh, but I, I respect their consistency for, you know, still not taking an offensive player in the first round, at least with their first pick in the first round. It, it makes me happy so that, that, you know, they won't do it for Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to do it for Jordan Love. Why would you? Uh, but the, here's the thing. I think a lot of people are getting a little bit sapped and, and suckered into Cody Mock to the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks have a very good offensive line, and Cody Mock is a great player, and I'm happy about it. And I think he's going to be a good NFL player. Uh, the only thing that concerns me, especially with it, only with the analysis of the pick, I think is a good fit. I think they coach offensive line really well. They take yeah. FCS players and they make them into Super Bowl champions and starters. That uh, 2020 uh, championship with Tom Brady, I think they were like two JMU guys or a JMU guy and ODU guy. You know, they're yeah. not all P5 five star guys that are going there and playing offensive line for them. So I think they got a good coach and a good system. I think the people losing their pick, uh, losing their minds about this pick, uh, is because Ryan Jensen has the same type of hair as Cody Mock. So because Ryan Jensen is a super yeah. mean, super fiery, very flashy, very good player, they think, oh, look at this. We got Ryan Jensen Jr. who's going to play the same and has the same build. And, it, you know, th no, they don't have the same build. They're not going to play the same. That's not how offensive linemen work. You hope it works like that. Uh, but even Trey Smith and Tyron Smith don't play the exact same way. Similar. No do, do they like still have Shaq Smith. Mason? Uh, I believe so. I, he might play – Mock could also play center. I don't know where so, they're going to play. Here's the thing. I just I just know where people's – I could just tell where people's heads are at with the Mock uh, to, to the Buccaneers thing. And uh -huh. it, it, it's just – it's nitpicky, and I know it's nitpicky to, to be – I'm not up in arms about it, but I'm like, ah, this is why you're thinking that. And that adds a little bit of pressure onto the player. Again, professional, going to make millions of dollars. Happy for him. But for analysts – okay, let's figure out why we're thinking this way. And that's why, because right. Ryan Jensen has long hair and he's very successful and he plays interior offensive line. Right. The other picks that did happen, Cody Sorsadel from William & Mary went to the Lions, BJ Thompson to the Chiefs, Audrey Yosovis to the Bengals, Good pick. Titus Leo to the Colts, Kennesaw State. I wrote, I wrote down the Kennesaw State. Defense. I don't I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down Kennesaw State, but I didn't write down his name. Uh, <laughs> the Bears took a Kennesaw State defensive tackle. I don't know his name. Oh, you stink. Um, that pick was unexpected, <laughs> though. I did not know that this kid was going to get drafted. Uh, Travis Dowell Bell to, to the, the Bears. Travis Bell. Now went to the Titans, and then Isaiah Bolden, the one <laughs> HBCU player from Jackson State, goes to the New England Patriots. Uh -huh. I think that all these picks are fine. The They're one fine. that stands out the most is the B.J. Thompson one. I thought B.J. Thompson was a total combine snub, and he's going to be a nice rotational player, uh, possibly a nice depth player for the Chiefs. I, I like that 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 fit as well. Source 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 Doll. Excuse me. Okay. Soar's doll. There you go. I didn't think he was going to go that early. That was really unexpected. William and Mary, dude, has some dudes. They got this other kid coming up next. 
Charlie Grant, he's also pretty good. Yeah, Baldy was a big Sorsdal guy also, and I hate that I called him Baldy because I don't know Sorsdal, him. Sorsdal, is that it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna say it again. Okay. Uh, but the FCS UDFA's, if we're gonna look at those, or at least the notable ones versus the draftees, it, it's it looks kind of similar, and I, that's not us trying to put our oh we could be an NFL scout because we watch you know watch the games or follow it, but maybe you I, Isaiah Land to Dallas feels good to me. Yes, Hunter Lupke to Dallas feels yeah. good to me. I think Las Vegas was signing uh, McClendon Curtis at least or inviting him for the UDFA thing. Why not? Wait, I want to bring this up. So I, I'm actually really disappointed that Hunter Lipke went undrafted and that goofball from Oklahoma got drafted. Hunter Lipke's a better tight end. He's better at or not tight end, fullback. He's a better football player. Both. He's gonna be I, I think he contributes, man, for this Cowboys offense. Easily Dude, McClendon Curtis, who I had as a highly ranked kid yeah. in my guard class. Him going undrafted is ridiculous. This guy is such a good athlete. He moves so freaking well. He's that technically is a sound. Oversight. Yeah, yeah. That's an oversight. No, he's not technically sound. He's very I, raw. I like That's his hands, man. I like his hands. I like his feet. All right? I like it. Uh, Stephen F. Austin's uh, Xavier Gibson to the Jets. I, they got a big room. They got a, they got a pretty good room there in New York. So he could bounce around a little bit if we're being realistic mm-hmm. to a, a less loaded uh, a wide receiver room. Hey, Atlanta, maybe take a little call about that. I think he's pretty good. Uh, Patrick O'Connell from Montana went to Seattle. So, okay. Corey Reader Kidding. Jr., go ahead. Make make the team and win a Super Bowl. Go ahead. And then uh, Benny Sapp uh, to Green Bay from UNI, uh, the, the free safety. Go ahead. Make the teams, man. Make the teams. I think that they could. I think if they – well, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the percentage is there. Probably pretty low, right. but – uh, I think they're very good players. Uh, uh, you know, give it, give it, give it your best shot. Yeah, good FCS representation. That not a historic year like usual, but there were some pretty good guys that were that were drafted. I did not have Cody Mock over Tucker Craft on my bingo sheet, though. I really thought that Tucker yeah. Craft, might, especially at the beginning of the season, he was the guy who I kept saying Tucker Craft's going to go first. All right, Sean, I think that's it for us here talking about the NFL draft. Um, any well, final thoughts? Joe DeLeon, yeah. Sean Anderson, Sanderson oh, I, Radio, at Joe DeLeon, Hack City on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Leave a five-star review if you enjoy the audio version of the show. Uh, my final thoughts, uh, Jordan Jones, Caleb Warren, Ed Lee. Uh, you are right, guys. Good luck. Been been tracking it, seeing it. Wait, where did, I, where did Ed go? Patriots. Uh, oh, the I Patriots think I, I just like saw it. it. Uh, so... Hopefully that's uh, that's confirmed. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Lee invited New England Patriots minicamp. So we'll see. I think Caleb also got invited. Uh, Jordan Jones guy, she got a got a, a UDFA contract. I think. Um, I would maybe think so. a, maybe maybe I'm misspeaking. Misspe- Regardless, rooting for the boys. Um, they're all good the dudes. Drive safe, everybody. But we got to figure out what we're doing when you're here. But drive safe, everybody. Sure. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.